Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. Everybody, welcome to the Real Deal, with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I'm always in the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests, and I got to tell you, today's show is an absolute winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit, and quite honestly, for my benefit as well. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs or through Powerful Words Character Development or All-Star Cheer Sites or the Jason's Army Mastermind Group, you know how much I emphasize the importance of showing both staff and customers proper appreciation, right? Well, the show's going to help us to do just that. As you know, I believe there's a system for everything, and uh, I believe today we're going to understand what that system is. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable information about what I consider to be one of the keystones to success in engagement and getting through that know, like, and trust factor. All right, so you strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. We only get one ride on this merry-go-round, folks, and uh, I want to make sure that it is one hell of a ride. Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook. Put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything that might possibly steal your attention. We're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our special guest expert today. John Rulin is the founder of the Rulin Group. John's company is trusted by the leaders of fast-growing companies to develop relationship-building strategies and VIP gifting programs to increase referrals and strengthen retention with their most important clients, employees, and prospects. Their clients include the Chicago Cubs, San Antonio Spurs, D.R. Horton, Morgan Stanley, the St. Louis Blues, and hundreds of other industry leaders in high-end service firms. He lives just outside of St. Louis with his wife, Lindsay, and his three daughters. His second best-selling book, Giftology, The Art and Science of Using Gifts to Cut Through the Noise, Drive Referrals, and Strengthen Retention, has been featured in Forbes and Inc. John, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Jason, man, thanks so much for having me. This is going to be a good time. I can't wait. So, listen, before we get started, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of meeting you or hearing you speak or reading your book yet, and I do mean yet, take a second, if you would, share your story with our listeners. What are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is John Ruland? Yeah, so uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a farm boy at heart. A lot of times people, when they hear the Cubs and Morgan Stanley, they assume like I grew up in New York or like maybe L.A. or Silicon Valley. But I grew up in Ohio, uh, one of six kids, um, doing the most sexy thing on the planet every morning, uh, milking goats. That was my chore uh, before I went to school. So I grew up poor um, and was kind of an overachiever, thought I was going to go be a doctor and um, as luck would have it or um, – as you know, serendipity, faith, whatever you want to call it, um, I took kind of a U-turn in college and started to intern for a company called Cutco, the knife company. 
and I thought maybe it would last four weeks, but um, because I was dating a girl, uh, her her dad was in a small town attorney, like in this area of Ohio, and uh, and he was radically generous. He was always giving things away. He'd find like deals on noodles and buy like a semi-loaded noodles for everybody, and everybody at church the next Sunday, like 200 people would end up with like 20 cases of noodles. And so I ended up creating a program around this radical generosity when I was interning with Cutco. And by the time I was a senior in college, I was their largest international distributor in about a, over you know a 70 year period. And there have been about a million and a half distributors walk through their doors, um, all by teaching people how to leverage um, what we now call giftology. But at the time, it was really just teaching people how to build deeper, more memorable relationships using, of all things, cutlery as the uh, as the door opener or as the uh, the tool. So um, I would say at a core level, everybody says relationships matter, but most people suck when it comes to actually showing people in a tangible way that their employees, their clients, their referral partners, that they really do, you know, that their words line up with their actions. I, I'm, I'm so, so excited about this. Um, you know, when, when we entered the the, the cheer world, or even through powerful words, character development, every single one of my clients, once they come aboard, you know, they're, they're always met. We always start a relationship off sweetly, you know, whether it's, you know, a big thing of, uh, edible arrangements or, or chocolates or this, or there's always something. I think this year, my, uh, my mastermind members got five pound chocolate bars mailed to them, you know, as far as another sweet year, you know, do me a favor. Tell me more about the art and science of gifting and, and how it plays an important role in business. Well, I think that, um, you know, if you drive down the street, like there's no shortage of businesses out there. And oftentimes most businesses offer similar services. If you're a, a widget manufacturer and you make washers, you know, your washers are probably about the same as somebody else down the street that's making washers. Or if you're a, you know, if you're a, a, a gymnastics place or a karate place or a sub shop, like, you know, like a sub shop, you know, whether you're, you know, Subway or, um, or uh, what's the other one? Uh, Jimmy John's, like they're all serving meat on bread. And oftentimes it's the little details of business that really di- differentiate whether or not you're going to thrive and have more business than you can handle and people talk about you. Um, or whether you're one of those businesses that are really struggling. And so what we found is that people make decisions based upon how they feel. Um, that's, you know, they like you, do they trust you, whatever else. And, and gratitude, appreciation in a tangible form is one of those ways that most people get really wrong or they just don't do it at all. And so we found that if you want to stay top of mind and get referrals and have people like open their mouth and talk about you to their friends and family, there has to be some sort of impetus and we call it an artifact. Like if you give somebody something that five years from now, they're still loving and using and, and you gave it with no strings attached. That's a big thing. The intentions behind it have to be pure. Uh, it's amazing. The reciprocity, like, you know, Robert Cialdini in the book influence talks about how a mint, you know, chocolate mint giving with, you know, a, you know, at a restaurant when the bill comes, you know, that's just not to cover like your garlic breath. Like, it's statistically like your, the tips would go up 18% because of a five cent mint. And if you do the numbers, like on a hundred dollar bill, that's $18 difference in the tip that that person received for a five cent investment. And so we feel like if you can, you know, you can't have a sucky business and then gift well and think that that's going to cover up all your sins. But there's a lot of people that have pretty solid businesses that are just missing out on the, you know, the 10x and 20x and 100x return of doing gratitude and appreciation right. Huh. 
That's wild. You know, I, I remember the mint thing. I remember reading that thinking, that's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, all right, so tell me this, because I believe that most folks probably are going to be confused on the difference between a gift and a promotion, right? What, how, how, do you, how do you see the difference there? Yeah, so I think that uh, it's something that gets confused whether you're a small company or, I mean, we have clients that are you know doing from a half a million dollars in revenue to, you know, a half a billion to 20 billion. And really it's across the board because I feel like most marketing books teach it all wrong. So there's nothing wrong with giving out a stress ball with your logo on it, but you can't give that to somebody and think that they're going to think it's a gift. Like they know that like, hey, I'm giving you this because I hope that maybe you'll use it and think of me. It's a promotional item. But when you never go to, in a personal situation, you'd never go to a wedding and the couple's getting married and you, you know, you're going to get this really nice Tiffany's vase and spend a hundred dollars or $200 on it. You'd never engrave compliments of Jason's army on the Tiffany's vase that you're giving to a couple. Like that would be the tackiest thing in the world. But in business, we do that every day and we call it marketing. Well, if you want to deepen a relationship with somebody, a gift by its very nature should be recipient focused, all about them, their name, their preferences, their likes. And so I send out, you know, a quarter million dollars a year worth of gifts to my clients, my employees, cool people I meet at ball games, at the blackjack table, whatever. And I don't, not one gift that I send out will have Ruin Group or John, my name, my phone number, anything. It's always personalized to them, their spouse. Their, their family name. If they own a company, it's personalized with their logo on it. And what's funny is if you do a nice enough, classy enough, high-end enough gift, every time they think of, they use that item, hopefully daily, they think of who gave it to them because it doesn't need to have the logo on it if you do a thoughtful enough gift. And so there's a big difference between a, a gift and a promotion, and most people confuse it. And in doing so, the, the people get it, and they're like, really? A polo shirt with a logo the size of a softball on it? Like, what do you expect me to do with this? Like, they, they'll say thank you to be polite, but then it ends up at goodwill the next day. So we're really big on understanding the, the very subtle but very powerful difference between those two things. That's interesting. I actually last week got a, um, got a package um, all decked out in, uh, in, in, in holiday gear and everything from, um, from an advertising firm I use. And they sent me, um, six shirts with their, uh, with their logo on it. <laughs> like what, you know, you're going to wash your car with those. What are you going to do with it? I, 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 again, they're, they're going to get donated. Um, you know, because why do I need your logo? <laughs> um, it just, it, it does nothing. That makes, that makes a total lot of sense. So, what, as far as um, the role that gifting plays, you know, how do you see that as far as employee retention, uh, as far as their satisf- satisfaction, and you know, like, does it help them to remain more productive? I mean, I, I think that there's, I mean, there's all kinds of studies out there that will talk about like employee engagement and what to do, and and how most people, money is not their first priority. It's like. They want to be respected. They want room for growth. They want flexibility. They um, they want to feel like they're, they're, what they're doing actually is tied to something that matters. And money's on there. Like if you don't have enough money to pay your bills, like money is a big priority. But for a lot of times, you know, employees like they, I, I have a staff of people, and it's a small staff of eight people. And one of the things that we do, I mean, we pay our employees well, but we're not the highest paid by any stretch of the imagination, and yet we never lose people. But one of the things that we do is we celebrate. When somebody comes on board, like we don't wait for them to leave to have a party. That's when most people like celebrate somebody like, oh, you're, you're leaving the company. Let's throw them a party. We throw them a party when they come on board. We send a gift to their spouse. We, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm talking like a, 
you know, a 50 cent gift. I'm talking like we send a $200 gift to their spouse and make them feel welcome when they join the team to set things off right. And then year round, I'll surprise and delight them with different things throughout the year for them, their family, their spouse. One of the other things that we do that people are like, how do you not go broke? And I'm like, well, most people will say, hey, the salary range for this position is thirty-five dollars to $45,000. Well, that's a $10,000 swing that most people don't think much about. So we take money and we ask ourselves, what would make our employees' lives better that they would never do for themselves? That would make them easier, more productive. And so we have a lot of working moms you know, that are married, they have kids, and they're working full time. And so we spend $2,000 a year, and every single person, every other week, gets their house cleaned. They have their own personal house cleaner. While they're working and they don't have time to do all those things, they're stressed out and, and whatever else. And so it's like giving them a $20,000 perk or bonus. Like they brag about it. We get employees asking to join our company. Even when I spoke at Google, of all places, when I mentioned that all of my team has, you know, gets their house cleaned every other week, you would have thought that like I was offering, you know, like Lamborghinis or Teslas. Like it was crazy the response. Like, oh my gosh, Google does all kinds of cool stuff for us, but they don't offer us to, to, to clean our house. And so those, you know, it's $2,000. That's not, that's real money, but it, it, what it gets us in engagement, value, loyalty, production, like it's, it's one of those perks that no matter what, we would never get rid of because it's had such a, a lasting impact, uh, not only on the employee, but on their entire family. So those are, those are the kind of things that we do that I, we feel like um, it's not about spending more money. It's about taking the money that you're investing and spending it wiser than your competitors. And that's an area where most people are like, oh, we can never afford that. When it really just means they're not, you know, they're not ballsy enough to go do something different than what the norm is. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Do you have guidelines um, as far as gifting is concerned? You know, when, how much to spend, how to do this? Yeah. Well, the, the big thing, you mentioned getting a package that was all dolled up for the holidays. So, um, I, out of the, the $250,000 in gifts I send out personally every year, I don't send one gift, not one, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Why? Because every company on the planet, all of my competitors and all of your competitors and all of everybody else's, they take all of their generosity once a year and they try to s- compete with everybody else. And so most people's t- you know, conference tables are ready to collapse from all the crap, the food, the nuts, the wine, the, the shirts with logos on it, all, the, just, all at the same time. And so I tell people a gift should not be an obligation. It should be a surprise and delight. It shouldn't be given as a referral. It should be given as a just because. And so we do gifting at times when nobody's expecting it as a, we just love working with you. We just love partnering with you. Hey, I was just thinking of you. Um, because a gift that comes with no strings attached as a just because is a hundred times more meaningful than a, hey, it's the end of the year. We made some money. I guess we got to thank people. And here's, you know, it's like sending Christmas cards. Like I tell my wife, I want, we do not send Christmas cards. Why? Because nobody even notices if they got one. Like it's, you're one of a hundred things. Now, Valentine's Day cards or, you know, St. Patrick's Day cards. Like I want it to be a surprise and delight where it's the only thing that shows up that week. As far as um, what to invest, um, our rule of thumb is whatever, um, a, a nice dinner out, ball game tickets, golf, whatever else, that's kind of our standard like range. Um, but we actually use a metric of five to 10% of the net profit of a client. We're willing to reinvest back into that relationship or referral partner or whoever that they are. And so if somebody, you know, if, if I make a thousand dollars off of somebody, I would spend up to a hundred dollars one to keep them as a client 
two, to ensure that they, they're, they're going to grow the following year, and three, the end goal is to turn them, to duplicate them, and to inspire them to open up their mouth and, and tell at least one other friend or client or colleague, and so we double up. You know, we take one person and turn it into two, and if you can do that consistently, like people are like, oh my gosh, you mean if I have a $10,000 profit client, I should spend $1,000 on them? And I'm like, well, you still have $9,000 left over of net profit. Like, I'll take that. You give, I give you a dollar and you give me nine back? Like, yes, I will do that equation all day long, every day, 24-7, 365. People are like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I'm like, it, it, there's real, like, this isn't a warm, fuzzy feeling kind of thing to do. This is a strategic, this is how you differentiate your business from all of your competitors because everybody's too afraid to actually think, sit down and strategically put real numbers to their investments when it comes to relationship building. And if you do, like, all of a sudden, like, instead of, you know, one year you have a $10,000 client, and then, you know, like, we have some clients that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars with us now in a year on gifts because, you know, we send out, we, we do what we preach, which is we reinvest back in our most important relationships. And because we do that, we, that's how we landed the pro sports clients. Like I'm an eight person firm in the middle of the Midwest. Um, but we gift better than Google in many situations, which is, sounds braggadocious, but it's not. It's just, you know, Google has a big advertising budget and they spend more than I do on food and wine and entertaining. Um, but I would go head to head with them on how much they spend on gifts for individual clients because I'm willing to do things differently than my competitors. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah. How else can you use gifts if if we were looking at it from a referral perspective? Um, you know, and I guess not just the referral, also the res, uh, the retention perspective. How do you how do you see the use of gifts? Um, you know, strategically placed for referrals and then for retention. Yeah, well, I think that um, most people do a gift after a referral. So, so the the challenge with that is that hey. You know, somebody sends you a referral, and let's just say they're a massive referral. Like, you know, you're you're you own a gymnastic shop, and you bring in the friend that has eight kids, and all eight kids enroll into the program, and it's they're dropping like five G's a year on coaching and training or whatever else. In the friend's mind, they're thinking, well, I, man, I just brought brought them five G's, and you sent them a twenty five dollars Starbucks gift card, and so all of a sudden it became a transactional relationship. You know, I bring you $5,000 worth of business and you send me $25 worth of coffee. It just feels like uneven and kind of like transactional and, and just not really good. But if I had sent you that Starbucks gift card or whatever it is, I, I don't like gift cards. I actually talk people out of gift cards. But let's just say like, you know, you're the most uncreative person on the planet and only the only thing you have access to is Starbucks gift cards. So you send a, a $25 Starbucks gift card with somebody to somebody just out of the blue and said, hey, you've been a great client. You know, I know you got so many kids and why don't you go take them all out for a Frappuccino or whatever else on me. That feels way different than, Hey, I brought you a client and here's $25. And what's interesting is when you start loving on people well and doing these surprise and delights, guess what they're, guess what they want to do. They want to reciprocate because now all of a sudden you're making them feel VIP. You're making them feel special. You're not tying the gift to, you know, what they did for you, you're tying the gift to the relationship. It just because. Now, all of a sudden, even if they don't refer you business, you know, the likelihood of them leaving as a client 
is significantly low. So if you screw up and let's say like the power goes out at your location and or like you overbill them or charge them, when you have a deep relationship and you've poured into that relationship, people have a tendency to give grace to people that are givers. And and they want to go the extra mile and they, and they feel like they're a part of something versus just a business transactional relationship. So I feel like gifting, at least in our experience with our clients and with in all industries, because at the end of the day, whether you're in gymnastics and karate or whether you're selling widgets, usually it's people buying and interacting with people. Like we're still all human beings, no matter what product or service we're selling. And when you can tap into the humanity of the other person, and make them feel a certain way. It's amazing what people will go out of their way to do for you. It's just, it's, um, and you don't do it just because of that. You do it because it's the right thing to do. But the ripple effect is just super powerful. No doubt. No doubt. So you work with a lot of professional sports teams. So I got to believe there's some massive takeaways from, from working with these kind of clients. Is there anything that you could share that, uh, that might be eye opening? Yeah. Well, I, I think that, um, one is it's probably the most competitive space um, on the planet because when you're the Cubs, everybody not only wants to do business with you and associate with you. I mean, companies are spending millions or tens of millions or hundreds of millions to associate with your brand. So to get their business, a lot of people will do business for free just to say the Cubs are clients, just to say the Spurs are clients. We've taken a different approach and said we have a very unique solution that nobody else in our industry does. Like if you want to buy like, you know, koozies and, and stress balls, like there's a million companies you can buy from, but we've got, it's, it's allowed us to up our game and go in and say, not only do we want your business, but we're going to make margin and make good margin off of working with you because we're the best at what we do. And so, you know, rather than just selling them a gift, a gift card, a sweatshirt or whatever that anybody can get access to. And that oftentimes they get for, you know, next to nothing or free, We've said, hey, you, who are your most important people? You know, your sponsors, your suite owners, the people that spend the most money with you. We want to help you with those people. And they're like, okay, that, those, are, those are impossible to impress people. I'm like, yeah, exactly. So some of the projects that we've had to get creative to do is they'll come, they came to us, the Cubs came to us and said, hey, we're redoing Wrigley Field, one of the most iconic structures in the world. And we have this old wood that's coming out of uh, the locker rooms. And we don't know what the heck to do with it, but we want to make a, we want to make something out of this wood and give it to our 400 most important relationships. And so we're like, this wood is like falling apart. It's like, it's horrible. And so we ended up going to a speaker company that was really cool, boutique speaker company. We're like, maybe we can make Bluetooth speakers out of this wood. That'd be really awesome. And uh, the speaker company's like, no, we can't make it. You know, they, they won't, it won't work. So we ended up having to go and source our own manufacturer that had never made speakers before, but they could make dang near anything. And we ended up reconditioning the wood, re-gluing it back together, and creating 400 of these Bluetooth speakers. And if you go to rulinggroup.com, you can see that the speakers turned out. They were all numbered, one through 400. And when they saw the final product and started to pass it out to people that, like literally the, like the Wrigley family, like people that are worth you know, millions, tens of millions, billions of dollars, it was, they were blown away because we took what most people would consider, you know, unusable product and built it in and created artifacts for them to have a artifact that's actually useful. It's a real Bluetooth speaker that works and sounds beautiful. And so I would say that, you know, from working with the pro sports teams, one, we've realized we can play, we can play with anybody. Like we can compete against anybody. It doesn't matter the size of the company or whatever else. If you can play 
in the pro sports world and help them appreciate their most important relationships, we started to get the confidence to realize like anybody could be a client. It could be royalty, it could be whatever. And so I would, I would challenge, you know, the, the people that are listening, you know, you may have a small company, you know, like I, we only have eight people, but just because you're a small company doesn't mean you can't be world-class and get creative about how you deliver your product or service to do something special that most people would think it's impossible or crazy um, and start to, because I, I guarantee that when you own those classes, you're interacting with some of the same people that our gifts are ending up in their hands. It's affluent people. It's parents that have means and you're tapping into what, I, what we call the inner circle. Like when I do gifting, I want to do a gift that touches the spouse, the assistant and the kids the kids, like you're, you're helping craft and mold the character of those kids. Like that's a big deal. And I think a lot of times people undersell their product or service when they're interacting with somebody's kids, because people, you know, it's like getting married. Um, or there's certain times in people's life where they're willing to spend enormous amounts of money. And when it has to do with somebody's kids, if you're tapping into the right niche and of affluence, I, I, my, my guess is that there's a lot of people that are listening that are way undervaluing their product or service and the ways that they could make it VIP and special for those families. Absolutely. Absolutely. This, this is, this is brilliant. Um, all right. It's time for our resource of the week. So tell me this, um, how can my listeners find out more about you, how more about your book, more about your firm and how you go about helping entrepreneurs to succeed? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the, the biggest bookseller in the world is Amazon. So you go on Amazon and get it, you know, paperback, hardback. You can get the audible version on Amazon. Um, if you go to giftologybook, all one word, dot com, you can find out about the book and find out why, like, the CEO of Success Magazine and some of those people have endorsed the book. Um, but one of the resources that we've created, because sometimes people are like, John, you know, either we can't afford you or we want to try to do this on our own. Can you just give us like some guidelines or like, you know, it's like taking your kids bowling. Like we just need bumpers in the, in the gutters so we don't fall into the gutter. Can you just give us some guidelines? And so we created a, a PDF that's the top 10 worst gifts to avoid giving. Now, I will say that there are times when some of these gifts, I break my own rules and will give one of them as a gift. But in general, the 10 things that are listed on there are to inspire you to be more creative and to dig deeper and do things that are more thoughtful, long-lasting, and meaningful. So if you go to giftologybook.com slash army, so A-R-M-Y slash army, you can get as a free download the top 10 gifts to avoid giving. Uh, so whether you want to read the book or not or buy the book or not, you can at least get the top 10 worst gifts to avoid. And then it, from there, if you decide that you want to buy the book, it's about a two-hour read. And it literally gives our entire playbook of how we've landed pro sports teams and how we've landed you know, referral partners and, and landed some of the, you know, some of our biggest deals of our career by leveraging, you know, this giftology principle and radical generosity. So that's, uh, that's kind of my gift, you know, we're right around the holidays here. I, I normally say don't give gifts, but, um, but this is kind of a going into 2017, hopefully it'll be a, a good reference point for, uh, for, uh, the people that, that, uh, that are in your tribe. It's, so it's perfect. And actually, um, Meredith Bell, who was uh, a guest on my show a couple weeks back, um, sent me your book um, as a thank you for having her on the show. So that was actually where how this whole relationship started, and I found it to be brilliant and wonderful. And immediately said, "How do I get this guy on my show?" So it's uh, this is a must read, folks. This is this is not um, it's not War and Peace. 
Okay, this is going to be a, a quick, easy read with ridiculously important information in it. So go grab that book, get onto Amazon right now, go buy the book. Don't you can you can opt in and, 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 and grab the uh, grab the rules and everything, but buy the book. So that's that's my take on it. All right, John, I always like to end my podcast with um, what I consider to be a really telling question. So, you know, from your experience, if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or more importantly to help them live a better, more balanced life, what would that piece of advice be? Yeah, I think um, something that I saw modeled by my early mentor, uh, Paul, who was the attorney, um, most people hold back in areas of their life and they try to just kind of do everything at a reasonable level. Like they try to balance things out. What I saw Paul do was he would pick his times and he would give more than is reasonable, whether that was effort, love, energy, like instead of, if it was, if it was on a scale of, of one to 10, he would give a 15. And what I saw by that, there was a ripple effect when you would go, you know, not one notch above, but go like 10 notches above in your generosity and your care you know, in your donation to a charity, whatever it was, like he would pick small you know, certain times and just go all in. And we've done that same thing. We've, we've applied it to the gifts that we give, um, the way that we interact, the things that we do for our employees. And because of, you know, the, it's one thing to do things incrementally. That's fine. But nobody remembers those. And so we've picked our, our, our times and go all in. And when we do that, it sets off a chain of events that, um, that are memorable, that, are, that, that spread like wildfire, and that set things in motion that we could never predict. That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. All right, John, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is, and it truly means the world to me that you share some of your time and your wisdom with me and my listeners. So thank you. Jason, thanks for having me, man. This has been, a, this has been great. Absolutely. Folks, that's all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.